This episode is brought to you by The V1 Project. Before we dive into today's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast, I want to tell you about something that's really quite special to me. It's called The V1 Project, and it's all about bringing professional pilots together to create a supportive community. You know, being a pilot is more than just a job. It's a way of life. The V1 Project is here to help you cultivate a core set of values and virtues that will help you enhance not just your career, but all aspects of your life. Many of you have reached out and asked about the Lift Effect Mental Skills course for value-based living. While we're not offering that course right now as a standalone course, we have included it as the first four months of the V1 Project. So if you want to take that course, you got to go into the V1 Project to get it. But here's the thing. The V1 Project is not just about what you learn, it's about who you meet. It's all about building a strong sense of community. Picture yourself surrounded by like-minded individuals, all on a journey to better themselves and to support each other. Our motto says it all. V1 is a place for professional pilots to build community, cultivate and develop and express a core set of values and virtues for optimal living in a supportive community with encouragement and professional guidance. So if you're a professional pilot looking for something more, something that'll take your career and your life to the next level, head on over to thev1project.com. That's www.thev1.com, as in the number one, not O-N-E, but one, project.com. Join the V1 Project today, and let's go. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect Podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple, to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Lift Effect Podcast, where I, Carl Keller, your host, and Mac McNeil, delve into the mental skills aspect of so many things in your life. So, Matt. Carl. Boy, I, I was trying to think of some wit, witty repartee to throw <laughs> at you, and I'm sitting there working on it, and you, you looked, you watched me. Oh, that's, that's cold, man. That's just cold. Pattern interruptions, man. Yeah. Pattern interruptions. I had something. I was going to say walks in, in righteousness, but uh, mm, I figure we'll have to. Mm, mm. <laughs> so I guess we're both kind of, you know, every, there are some times when you're on the up and up and there's other times when you're just powering through. That's right. And I think we're both on the powering through part right now. It's just, uh, it's been a long few days. Yep. It has, which kind of was when we were talking about what should we talk about today? Uh, because I think my energy is, I'm not, you know, I've had some disrupted sleep and, and I'm just kind of ornery, which then makes me kind of like a grumpy bear. Can I talk about something that bothers me? Always. Okay. I'm going to lean back no, you on know, the couch. I'm, one of these days I'm just going to say no and okay. see what you do. 
<laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know what I'll do. We'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the shortest podcast on record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. We can talk so about something else. I'm going to sit right. back and relax here. And all right. I'm going to. Well, I'm going to. No, no. You're the shrink. I'm going to lean back in the couch here. Oh, and I'm gonna Ray, just we are totally the, screwed. We're in totally screwed. <laughs> so, I hate. Hates a strong word. I don't like the word. I really dislike the term self-help and i guess the question begs why good question isn't that isn't that isn't that a good thing where you're you know you would think some people are actually trying to to get self-help yeah well i here's what i think i think that um that i think self-help as a concept is sort of idiocy it's sort of absurd like it, what it does is it says it promotes this idea of just go figure it out yourself. And like, that's like stupid. That's preposterous. Like, imagine if you're swimming in a, I'm going to use a different analogy. You're swimming in a pool and you're drowning. What would you do if you're swimming in a pool and you're drowning? What do you do? What do you yell? Help! Self-help, self-help. Right. You don't yell self-help. Self-help. Hey, you just self, self-help. Hey, no, no, I got it. I got it. I'm okay. Right. I'm going to do this. It's like, if you could do it, you would be doing it. If you could do it, you would be doing it. And it, it perpetuates this idea of don't ask for help. And if you think about our population that we work with and the, the, our audience, this is, that has led us to really bad things as a culture of just do it yourself. Don't ask for help. Just do some self-help. Come on, you're drowning. Save yourself. Well, like, that's like, sometimes you need to like have a little bit of, you know, uh, if you throw somebody a life preserver too quickly, they can't learn to swim. But if somebody's drowning, you ask for help. And there shouldn't there shouldn't be this shame around it. And I find the self-help idea is like there's doesn't really exist. There's no, it's just asking for help. And so that yeah, there's books on you know things you can do, but you're getting the sage advice from a professional either through a book or an audio or a podcast or a, a session, a coaching session or a therapy session, you're still going to a professional who knows more about this than you do to be able to get help. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. But the self-help idea perpetuates, I think, very subversively, this idea of don't ask. Just go help yourself. And, That's and why I hate like, that word self. I hate that term. I cringe. It's cringeworthy. People go, oh, so you work in the self-help space. No, I don't work in the self-help space. I, do, I actually, I help. I don't work in the self-help space. You know, I, I, I tend to agree with you, obviously, because for so long, um, it was like, well, I can't go because of the stigma or because of the concern about what it could do to my, as far as I'm looking at it from mm -hmm. a, my livelihood perspective, uh, perspective that to me that self-help was okay what are things that i could go find that would help 
mm-hmm. perhaps potentially give me a, a a guide towards something that I can actually go. You know what? That's useful yeah. to me. That's that, and and I did that for a while, and it um, sometimes you found something that kind of worked a little bit, but it was a um, it was one it was a one way street where there I was looking for things, but I wasn't really getting any feedback. The feedback I got is what I gleaned out of something versus someone going, yeah, mm-hmm. you're on the right track or, hey, can you expand on that a little bit more or did that do that kind of that, that fine uh, tuning to go, okay, here's something that we really need to talk about that gets to the root cause of what that concern might be. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the self-help doesn't help or doesn't get to that because it's just, it gives you stuff, but you have to figure it out what and 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 see if it's taking you down a path to go oh i never thought about that and that's right. kind of hard to do when you're doing it to yourself yeah i'd say i would say it's damn near impossible i mean yeah. or you know you might stumble around in the dark and find a chair but it might might be better if you have somebody turn a light on and show yep. you where the chair is so that you can go you still got to go get up and go sit in it you still have to take the initiative to to move toward that but like this idea that you're supposed to just use self-help if you could help yourself you would and sometimes we we need help yeah sometimes we have to ask that's okay there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with asking for help nope the um one of the other few uh, opportunities that you kind of are getting a little bit of guidance and i wouldn't call it professional at any stretch is when i was talking about seeing if you can glean something is when somebody says, hey, do you really, you know, they, they kind of give you a hint that there's something there that you didn't realize. Whether it was, hey, do you feel like you're being stubborn or obstinate or, or you have an anger problem and you have to look in the mirror and go, when you have that honest talk and go, do I? Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that is a step in the right direction. But again, that's not professional. That's just someone observing something and saying, hey, you're not the... There's something not there yeah. or there's something bo- bothering you that wasn't there before. But that's about as close to any um, useful, non-professional self, you know, help that you're going to get. Otherwise, like you say, it's it's going to be very limited in what you can glean out of it, uh, short of actually sitting down and going to someone and actually getting that mm-hmm. true, like you say, help. Yep. So anyways, that's, uh, that's why I don't like the word self-help. How about just go get help? And don't be so ashamed about it. It's not a weakness to be vulnerable. It's a strength to show vulnerability. So, because you can actually address it, you can work on it. But sometimes you don't have the answers yourself and you need somebody else that knows more about it that has a different perspective to show you. There's nothing wrong with that. Just out of curiosity, in your experience, do you find that there's a difference between the male and the female, men, women? And who is willing to get help, mm. or is it kind of equal? Do because you know in the in in our men historically have been you know you got to be the strong one. You got to be you know to talk about it as kind of being a wuss. Do you feel like that women are more uh, quickly quicker to get I, help, or is it? I don't equal? know what the data is. I mean, anecdotally. Um, I mean, among pilots, I think that they're equally avoidant because of our culture of our culture of not of not actually of healthcare avoidance of prof- professional pilots 
there's a culture of that. And it's the same thing in medicine too. Physicians and nurses, nurses are the worst patients. They don't go get help. They don't, you know, and it's, it's a problem. So culturally, occupationally within the culture, I think they're equally avoidant. And, and actually we've got a guest that's, we've just, we've interviewed for the podcast. That's, uh, it's going to be the first episode of the, uh, subscriber feed that comes out is with, a somebody to discuss the research on this. Um, but I think in our population, I think women are more transparent about emotional, um, vulnerability. I think that that's that's more culturally accepted. But women are actually, interestingly enough, like the number one killer of women is heart disease because women don't, they ignore signs and symptoms of cardiac stuff more than men, which is very interesting. And so it's very, they're less likely to actually seek emergency intervention for heart stuff than men are, which is really interesting. Um, and I think some of it's like pain tolerances and other things like that, but but I think in terms of psychological matters, I think in general, I think women are more apt to be vulnerable and to ask for help than men. And that's just purely cultural. It's not, it's not because of genetics. Um, it's, it's acculturated behavior. And men, I've said this before, you know, men, we're, we're comfortable expressing two emotions, good and angry. And, and anything outside of those two emotions, usually men don't even have the language for it. Um, it's called alexithymia and we can't even express an emotion. Men, you know, you ask them how they're doing outside of angry or good. And oftentimes the response is, I don't know how I'm doing. I don't know fine. what I feel. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. I'm fine. But it's like, but what about what else? If you're yeah. not angry and you're not fine, they're like, I, I don't know how I feel. And so, um, you know, but self-help is just, you know, how about just help? Just go get help. I don't. So how do you do that when it's not you, i.e. instead of someone saying to you, Carl, I think you've got, you know, this issue or this concern, I'm worried, or I see this. And instead, you know, instead of me going and getting self-help for me to get the help, how do you tell someone else or help someone? Because it's a very sensitive issue because mm -hmm. there's that fine line between kind of giving somebody an idea that hey, dude, you're drowning. Uh, because if you say, hey, I think you need to go to get help, all of a sudden now people are going, well, well, they get can get offended very quickly and or you drive them in the opposite direction. They go, I'm, there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. How do you, how do you steer, help, not steer, but give, give them the okay, the, 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 the approval to go get help without it being, because it's hard to say, hey, you know, times are changing. You don't have to keep it all inside. Or maybe that is what you say. I don't know. How do you deal with that when it's, you're trying to help someone else go, dude, don't go get self-help, but you need help. Because mm -hmm. you're not the, I'm not a professional. So right. how do I do that? So for, for non-professionals, I think um, the, the ways of being able to intervene is one is I think you need to, to be, you speak directly to the person about your concerns in private, first of all. Don't do it in a public setting or in front of other people because they're just going to become defensive. I mean, that, you know, because it's truly shut down. Yeah, they'll absolutely shut down. So people in distress are almost, they're always receptive to an expression of genuine interest um, and caring and concern. So speak directly to them in private. Second is be very, very specific about the behaviors that you've observed 
and that that uh, you have cause for concern. So I think it's important to state, you know, your observations. Here's what I'm observing. It makes it much more difficult for them to deny that a problem exists. And it also, it lets them know that you care enough to notice what's going on with them. Um, ultimately, you have to accept that the decision to accept your, you know, your encouragement to get help uh, rests with them. It's their choice. And so it's best not to push. You know, the pushing doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't work. Just, you know, I'm, I'm concerned. This is what I'm noticing very specifically. Um, and, and I always think it helps to let them know where they can actually go to. I mean, it's one thing to say, you should really go get some help, but it's another to be like, here's a number, <laughs> you know, you should call this person or you should call this resource or go to this website. I think that is much more proactively giving them a resource to use. Than just uh, you know, just say you should really go get some help. Yeah, right. I mean, whatever, you know. Uh, so I does I I think you know be do it in private. Be very uh, specific about what you observe, and it's coming out of a place of of caring and genuine concern than it is accusing them of being something or doing something. You know, um, changing subjects a little bit. We've been behind the scenes talking about uh something that i think today might be a, a good day to give a little bit of a tease on what's coming and riff a little bit about a subject that i think both you and i hold very dear and it's a it's something that we really truly care about yes and um i'm just gonna throw the word out to you and kind of let you take it from there mm. integrity integrity and I'll give a little context for our listeners where this is coming. So I'm doing a talk, upcoming talk, um, for a keynote for Bombardier at their safety stand on this year. I spoke at it last year and they want me to, for some reason, they want me to come back. I don't know why, but uh, they want me to come back. Maybe because you're good. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but they want me to talk. And, and the theme of the, the safety stand on this year is safety and integrity, integrity and safety. And so they want me to talk about integrity. And so I'm like, okay, you're having the psych guy, um, you know, you want the shrink to talk about uh, integrity. So I'm going to talk about it from a, a psychological perspective and really a coaching perspective. But integrity is, I think, one of the things that that I'm going to really focus on. And, and we will do a, a several part uh, episode on integrity because there's so much to this and i think it's such useful um it's useful work i've really delved into this in preparation for the talk and i've i've kind of reinvigorated my studies on integrity and what it means and and i think it's a really important thing that can be a, a useful tool for us but i think what when we think about what integrity is if you look at the definition of integrity integrity is the, the noun definition and I think this is like Oxford or Webster, I can't remember, but it's, it's the quality of being honest and having strong, strong moral principles, moral uprightness. So an example would be, boy, that Carl, he is known to be a man of integrity. That's how that would be. And the other definition is it's the state of being whole or undivided. And so it's often used in terms of talking about um, territorial integrity national sovereignty that's actually one of the definitions in the, in the dictionary um you can even think about it like in the airframe you know what 
does it have the integrity to hold up under certain conditions? That's how we would think about integrity. So it's a state of being whole or undivided. So it's having strong moral principles and being whole or undivided. And here's the, the issue that we run into with integrity is that there are times where, and I think all of us can relate to the, the idea that there's a situation that we, we've all encountered, whether it was at work or in our home life or wherever, where somebody that we know who's very bright, very talented, is, God, my phone will not stop ringing, um, bright, talented, competent, good, good person, but there's something about them, about who they are as a person that somehow got in the way of their ability. Can you think about that? I mean, you think about, I'm sure you've known people like that, where there's something just about who they were that got in the way of all this ability that they have. Sometimes it might even be a kid, you know, one of your kids or, or something. Or even like you can relate to it in your own way where maybe you feel like if you were different in some way, that you could probably go further you could reach the full potential of, of all of your smarts and your talents, ta talents and your competencies. Uh, but there's, there's something, if, if, if you were just different in some way, you'd be able to reach all that untapped potential. You ever known somebody? Start with that. Know somebody that's like, you know, everything was good, but there's something about them that just kept getting in their own way of their ability to flourish. This may not be a good example, but this is the one that came to mind. And then mm -hmm. I could kind of give you a. Just don't name one. the person. Don't name the person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah. There was once was a man named Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, what I was thinking about was somebody that it was very is very was very near and dear to me, and was, as far as I was concerned, was thriving. They were expressing the best version of themselves in many, many ways. And then all of a sudden things started changing and I couldn't figure out what was different. And it was all of a sudden there was, someone had entered his life and all of a sudden it was changing. It was like it, it, he was changing his everything about him. And, it, and, it, and, it, and all of a sudden, all the things that he was striving for, I saw frustration. I saw um, kind of losing the way in a way. So I, I don't know if that, that sounds like something bigger, um, you know, be. some kind of disruptive influence or was there a mental health yeah, problem like or said, something. That, I didn't know if that would yeah. be a good example. That's I what would came say to mind. this is more subtle where it's a more consistent pattern that you see of underperformance like does everything look good on paper but there's something that just keeps getting in the way so let me get to let me let me kind of give you the punch yeah because right now being honest i can't think well of i can think of several examples of people where everything was good but there were some aspects of them that they just didn't develop that i think throttled them back it hindered their ability to really flourish and express the best of who they were. And the results 
that that come out of that is um, they tend to have difficulty building trust, understanding realities, maybe addressing their blind spots in themselves, their others. They don't, des- you know, achieve their. They don't handle setbacks very well. Um, there's this like. We're not talking about narcissism. Everybody wants me to do an episode on narcissism, which we'll, we can do, but narcissism is different. But it's like where they can't handle criticism or they can't handle the setbacks. And what happens is they end up hitting performance ceilings that are pretty low. They get derailed when obstacles show up. And even at its worst, they become very self-destructive. Those are issues of character which are related to integrity. So, and here's what I'll, I'll leave this discussion with this. So we will unpack this later after I give the talk. But just being, I think when we think of integrity, we tend to think of morals and ethics, right? That's what I mean, we that's think of I, as, that's, as integrity. That's where but, I go with integrity. Right. Um, and I will tell you that there are many, many examples of people that are moral and people are ethical that still, that still come up short because of undeveloped issues of integrity. And so I will argue, and I think the research shows, that integrity is more than just moral and ethical, but having morals and, and being ethical. That you needs to be there, but there's, it does not, it's not enough to equate for a full definition of integrity. Integrity comes down to personal makeup. It's somebody's personhood. And there's things that you can actually develop and train if you if you know what those things are. So um, could lack of focus or a, a, a lack of understanding what purpose, could those tie into in, integrity at all? Uh, I certainly think that can be that can become part of it. Um, you are a wanted man. Are you hearing those? Are those yeah. going through? Jesus, I thought I am a yep. stupid... Silence. Mine went off earlier too, unfortunately. Um, I think those can be part of it. Those can be part of it. But there is, uh, I've kind of the big 10, I'm not going to talk about them now, but there are, there are these issues of character that are deeper, uh, than just ability to focus or ability to be motivated that tend to get in the way that lead to a lack that can lead to acts of uh where there's an expression of a lack of integrity and you when you know what they are you can actually train for those and you can you can identify them and and work on them to be able to like get to that next that next level do you feel that the older someone is the harder it is if if it because it's it's kind of like that pathway can be it can be but you also have some perspective i think to know okay, what's working, this isn't working for me. So I think you can be that old, you know, old dog doesn't learn new tricks kind of mentality. That could be part of it. And there's very, you know, we get in patterns um, that can be hard to break. Habits can be very formed, but you also have perspective, which can be an advantage as well. And knowing, having enough hindsight to know, okay, something here has to change because something's not working. So it just depends. But that's what we're gonna we're gonna spend some time in the next couple months. We'll unpack some of this, but uh, but that's that's kind of a a teaser on integrity.
Well, today is, I think, is going to be probably one of our shorter podcasts, unless there's something else that uh, is piquing your interest right now. We probably will say that uh, today is a short one. Yep, a quick one. So here's the one. Here's the one thing. Yeah, just don't don't get sucked into this idea of self help. How about just go get some help if you need it from the right place? There's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that. And sometimes we all at times need help. And if you were drowning, you would yell for help. If you were stuck in a, in a burning building, and you couldn't get out, you would yell for help. I would hope you would. Why would, would something going on in your life be any different? Why would an emotional state be any different? Than a situation like that it shouldn't be and i think a part of that self-help stuff is perpetuates this idea of just go out and figure it out yourself and sometimes you can't sometimes you actually need to reach out and get some help so that's my last thing with all respect to people anybody that tells you that they don't need help or says i never need help is one of two things and neither is good one they're an outright liar or two they're lying to themselves we all need help it's just when and where and what the issue is. But we just need to sometimes put our pride and set it aside. So with that, we thank you for listening. We uh, appreciate you. Please smash the like button, leave a review, give a thumbs up, tell everybody uh, that you know about us. Tell other people, especially in the aviation community, let them know that there is a resource out there. You know, even if it's not, you don't want to do it with, 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 with Matt, as an example, I guarantee you that a quick talk with Matt would point you in the right direction. Or lift and there's effect so much, in general. Yeah, it doesn't have yeah, to be lift with me. Direct, yeah. yeah, lift effect in general. I, and sometimes I just, Matt, is, Matt to me is lift effect. <laughs> He's just, uh, so there are resources out there. Don't think that you're alone, this island with nowhere to go and not, no help. There is help. So, we thank you. We can't wait to have you listen to our next podcast. Until then, have a great day, great week. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. 
The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.